what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. Oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to da or any da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. Guys, this is a special episode because it's one of the few times we're releasing an episode on the weekend. Yes, guys. Hello. It's a special episode. It's also a special year. 2020 is a year of landmarks. Yeah. Kunal, I'm going to list them out. So Formula One is celebrating 70 years. Alfa Romeo is celebrating 110 years of existence. And by the way, this weekend would have been the weekend of the French Grand Prix. Uh, Paul Ricard, the circuit is also celebrating 50 years. Not that anyone would care about Paul Ricard, but yes, uh, Ferrari is celebrating their thousandth Grand Prix start later on in the year, as we all know, and that's most probably going to be at Mugello. And uh, then in this episode, we are going to celebrate 50 years of Sauber. Wow. quite a lot of landmarks and kunal you know something before we move on i think all our listeners should go and check out the logos of uh, formula 1 70 years and uh, paul ricard and sauber's 50 years you know they've made these commemora- commemorative logos and you'll see that all of them are so similar it's like they're all from the same family uh, you know the same designer the same agency or someone was just like looking through and got inspired okay i'm making a note and i'm going to go check them out because i've i've seen the logos but i haven't seen them from the artist go play lens. spot the difference <laughs> Okay guys uh, I had the privilege of interviewing Peter Sauber who we all know has had a fantastic journey in motorsport and we're going to be talking bits and pieces about that interview here on this episode Absolutely you know Kunal I distinctly remember getting fond of Peter Sauber and Team Sauber for that matter after they hired Kimi Raikkonen literally out of the blue I was just waiting for a Kimi Raikkonen reference. Uh, the minute I knew we'll go and speak about Sauber, I'm I was like, "I'm glad to not disappoint you once again." And okay. of course, there are so many interesting facets, you know, to the Sauber story, uh, like how he built and raced his first car, the C1, uh, and he won the 1970 Swiss Hill Climb Championship. Uh, I'm not sure how many of our listeners know that Peter Sauber was a racer himself. You know, before I did the interview, I didn't know as well, and you know, several such instances about Peter Sauber and Team Sauber literally opened up for me during the interview. So I spoke to him very specifically since we were mentioning about you know Kimi Raikkonen, and we do it at least twenty times an episode. <laughs> I spoke to him, uh, you know, about the decision to choose Kimi Raikkonen over Enrique Bernaldi. uh you know uh, uh, banaldi being a red bull junior at that point of time and a decision that actually cost him the red bull partnership right and uh, guys remember it was sauber that brought red bull to formula 1 first as a sponsor and then as a shareholder 
in the Sauber team before they actually, you know, went on to build their own team called Red Bull Racing and now Alpha Tauri, as we know. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, Kunal, that's like a highlight for me. The number of technical partnerships that Sauber has attracted over time. You know, like we're celebrating Mercedes' dominance in Formula One. But let's remember, it was actually Sauber who brought Mercedes back to motorsport and Formula One after an absence of like 33 years. Yeah, incredible, right? And big one. The other big brand, you know, that's visible all the time for us in Formula One is, is Petronas. And Petronas was brought into Formula One by Sauber as well. And I think this was 1995, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, uh, you know... When I spoke to Peter Sauber, I asked him the most underrated achievement of Sauber Motorsport, you know, in like these 50 years. And I was so not surprised when he cited, uh, you know, his wins with Mercedes uh, way back in 1989. Uh, You know, when Sauber Mercedes won the 24 hours of Le Mans and the World Sports Car Championship back then. And Kunal, can you believe it? It's like... Peter Sauber built such a successful motorsport team in a country where most forms of uh, motorsport have been banned since like the 1950s. I'm talking about Switzerland. And for me personally, Sauber has been one of the more, I would say, likable underdog teams in the sport, you know, to be very politically proper. Uh, And I would say that two of my favorite drivers have raced for them, Kimi Raikkonen and then Sergio Perez. Yes, you know, I'd love to I'd love to read Peter Sauber's biography or an autobiography whenever it's out next. Uh, I really hope there's one in the works because I couldn't find anything on the internet. I was looking, googling furiously. Okay, so before we hand over to the Pits to Podium segment where Somil and I discuss Sauber's 50 years in motorsport, you know, here's a few round of thanks to those who made this interview possible, right? So a big round of thanks to the press office at Alfa Romeo. Uh, Miss Edelgard Fleury at uh, Peter Sauber's office and of course Mr. Peter Sauber himself for, you know, their time and assistance. Okay, and guys, the interview was actually conducted in German. Uh, It's available in text on our Facebook page. So y'all can go over where the Inside Line F1 podcast on Facebook and go read the entire text of the interview. It's very interesting and very awesome. Yes, and of course, it's also available on my blog, kunalsf1blog.com. So you guys can go check it out you know, anywhere. And a final round of thanks to an ardent Formula One fan and one of our listeners, Gunjan Shah, for helping with the German to English translations. And that was really key to getting the story intact together. Okay, so on to the Pits to Podium segment where we speak about 50 years of Sauber Motorsport. Go for it. Hey guys, welcome to this uh, episode of the Pits to Podium show. And... uh, This week, we are going to be talking about 50 years of Sauber Motorsport. You know, it's been a legendary brand in the world of motorsport, not just Formula One. And just when Formula One is celebrating 70 years, uh, you know, of racing, Sauber is actually celebrating 50 years of being around on, uh, you know, on the motorsport scene. And along with me, I have Samuel Arora, and we're going to be discussing a bit of history, a bit of specifics about Sauber and what actually makes them such a great addition to the field of Formula One teams. Hi, Samuel. Well, hello, Kunal. How are you doing? I'm it's, well. It's a pleasure thanks. to be here. Yes, counting down to the first race of 2020. No, oh, absolutely. I think it's been a long time since we've been away. And what a better subject to begin with than the Sauber incident. Of course, it's been 50 years. If you come to think of it, that's a long time. That's, I think, longer than so many other teams on the grid. And although Sauber haven't really had the most success in terms of championships or race wins, just the fact that they've been able to be here in the motorsport field 
in sports cars and in formula 1 for 50 years i think that's an astounding achievement to say the least oh yeah absolutely and you know when you consider the number of partnerships they've had in formula 1 you know whether it's with mercedes benz with red bull with petronas the ones that we are now seeing with uh, with ferrari the, you know it's been a long association we've also seen them partner with bmw so you know sauber has done fantastic uh, in terms of getting all the right partnerships in place on the technical front which is then of course allowed them to attract some of the best driving talent in time as well you know we keep talking of red bull running alpha tauri as you know a b team that's you know a sort of grooming young drivers but sauber has been doing that since like the early 2000s Well, absolutely. I mean, just to name a few of the drivers, you've got the likes of Kumi Kobayashi, Sergio Perez, and then if we go even further, you've got the likes of Felipe Massa, Kimi Raikkonen, and now most recently we've got Charles Leclerc as well. And not to forget even Robert Kubica and Nick Heidfeld. So not all of these drivers have gone on to have fantastic careers in Formula One. Some, of course, going to win world championships, and like, like Kimi, of course, and some like Charles Leclerc on the path forwards. But if you say, if you have a look at the likes of Nick Heidfeld and Kumi Kobayashi. These are drivers who have excelled outside of Formula One as well. So Sauber not only developing good Formula One drivers, but also good racing drivers in the business. And another thing, as you rightly mentioned, Kunal, is Sauber's ability to pick out the right partnerships. So although over the years they've been chopping and changing around, they've been with Ferrari for a long period. There was this deal with Red Bull and then BMW. Sauber came along, but regardless of all that, although they've been chopping and changing and sh- changing their shapes and sizes for so many years, they still maintain that ethos of being a value for money team. and that has never ever gone away they've been trying to operate at a significantly lower budget than most of the opposition and they've still done a considerably good job so i think that's a fantastic thing that sauber has executed and i think that ethos is sticking around for a long time and yeah, i think it I should mean, be going on for a long time as well absolutely and you know when we when we talk of privateer teams we talk of them joining the midfields i think sauber is a very good example of a team that you know a new team would like to follow of course they've not had the successes for say the likes of williams okay but uh, they have always been there they they they've sort of uh, epitomized the fact of how formula 1 teams are always in the fight always trying to get better always trying to go faster always trying to line up on the grid and that's what sauber has you know been around doing that you know one of the partnerships we missed mentioning was the one that they currently have with say alfa romeo right oh absolutely yeah and and come to think of it the last 20 years is when sauber almost uh, you know faced shutting down twice right first was when bmw just decided to randomly leave and uh, sauber in fact uh, the, the season when bmw left they almost didn't have an entry the next season they just got lucky when actually toyota turned around and said hey we are leaving formula 1 as well and that sort of gave formula 1 an extra grid slot a uh, grid slot for a team that sauber benefited from and you know the second time sauber really struggled with finances which we've all you know seen in the recent past was when formula 1 you know shifted to the hybrid turbo v6 era oh, and that's when they indeed. were they were really struggling as well so it's a, it's a it's a very good uh, it's a very good uh, what do you call it a road map it's a very good inspirational partnership that you know budding investors of formula 1 teams would ideally follow and i say this because you know with the new regulatory changes i do foresee uh, new investors and team owners joining the sport no I mean, absolutely and i think in the end the one thing that we must remember is that we have to keep in mind with the game theory that this is not a finite game formula 1 although in the seasons and the races maybe a finite game but so to say just being in formula 1 just maintaining that sort of longevity in the sport 
I think that is what the game theory is all about. And Sauber and teams in the end, like Williams and Sauber, it's all about staying in the game for as long as you can and not trying to beat anyone in the short run, but just being there forever and trying to be a perpetual name in the sport. And I think that's something that Sauber has managed to do pretty well. And yes, we've been constantly mentioning the fact that Sauber, well, they don't really have as many championships and trophies to show for in their trophy collection. But that aside, the kind of drivers that they've developed, the kind of ethos that they've established in Formula 1, and the way they've acted as a pedestal for, you know, budding engineers, budding racing drivers, I think that has had a widespread impact on Formula 1 as a whole, hasn't it, Vinod? Absolutely. And, you know, uh, the only thing that's not sounding as great is the fact that they've had one win, one pole, you know, 25, 27-odd podiums. But the big deal, of course, being they won at the 24 hours of Le Mans, you know, Sauber as a Indeed. whole. And, and uh, you know, they won, uh, they, they did really well at the sports car prototype championships, you know, back in the 80s and so on. The Group C, the Group C, the, the fascinating Group C, they were, I think, at, right at the top. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you know, as we bring this video to a close, an interesting fact being that, you know, the early Sauber cars, they were all named with C followed by a number and C was a reference to Peter Sauber's wife, Christine. So, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a family business, you know, for Sauber to run motorsport teams. And I think it's, it's been a very inspirational journey uh, for all of us and the, and the future of uh, Formula One, new team Formula One owners to follow. Indeed, indeed, absolutely. And well, although the past may not be full of success, hopefully it is for Sauber. They've been a fantastic presence to have on the grid for every single person, every single stakeholder, in fact. And now with this Alfa Romeo partnership coming on as well, hopefully there are good times in store for them. Well, thank you so much for watching, folks. If you enjoyed this video, feel free to leave a like and perhaps some constructive comments as well, maybe some feedback that we can use to try and improve this channel. Once again, thank you so much for being on Pixel Pool and we'll see you on another video. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. I am back. And uh, Kunal, I really hope that Williams is able to find a similar solution to uh, just surviving in the sport like Sauber did in 2016. Yes. And uh, since we're talking of milestones, I must tell our listeners, we have a few milestones on the Inside Line Formula One podcast too. So guys, we crossed 1 million listens earlier this year. That reminds me, I need to do a final count of what it stands here to date. But we will have our 350th episode. 17 weeks from now. So Coming soon. We'll, we'll have it just after. To a podcast in... app near you. <laughs> okay, on that note, we'll see you guys in a few days before the start of the 2020 Formula 1 season. We will actually have our second pre-season special episode of the year. So remember to tune back in, guys. Awesome. Stay tuned. Keep Adios. racing. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free Breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required.